When it comes to commercial snow removal, look to Tovar Snow Professionals. With the largest snow and ice management fleet in the Midwest, Tovar delivers top-notch commercial sidewalk and parking lot clearing services, even in winter's worst weather conditions. With their 24-hour live office staff, certified meteorologists, and personal service, they are leaders in professional snow removal. To get a free estimate for snow removal on your site, go to baseball.tovarsnow.com or call 844-GO-TOVAR. That number again is 844-GO-TOVAR. Tovar Snow Professionals, Chicago's snowplowing leader. Tovar is an equal opportunity employer. We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in full giving back to those in Club 400 podcast is on the air for the first time in 2020 and about two months. I'm with John and William. John and William, welcome back to the Club 400 podcast. I missed you guys. In fact, it's just nice to see you guys here today. Oh, that's nice. Well, Stu, you're unrecognizable, let's just say. Since what do you, what, what are you down? Together, you're down about, what, 312 pounds? <laughs> well, you know, guys, uh, I basically, that's one of the reasons why we haven't been on the air, you know. Uh, Williams had his things to deal with. I've been concentrating on getting in shape for the Randy Hunley Fantasy Camp that is going to be happening here at the end of the month. And... Uh, yeah, I started my diet uh, late July. I've took off 62 pounds. 62 good for you. Pounds. 62 pounds. Yeah, so I feel good. Um, I apologize to the listeners for uh, not being around, but uh, we're, we're, you know that, that's the thing. We've uh, me, John, and William have talked, and uh, you know our goal is to put content out. And, you know, if our mind wasn't into it for whatever reason, we're not going to just do an episode to do an episode. Uh, but I'm happy to be back. I know you guys are, too. And we got some great things coming up in 2020. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I missed you. We had the Christmas party here, of course, at Club 400. But how was your guys' holidays? Good? Uh, you know, they were all right. Most of you know who follow us on Facebook that my wife was down and out for several weeks over the Christmas holiday, so it made it tough. But all in all, anytime you get to not have to work and spend some time at home and with the family, it's all good. Yeah, I mean... I am ready for baseball, though. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but... John, what about you? Do you have a great holiday? Oh, yeah. Uh, growing up, me and my sisters were really close. We, we were all very close in age, all hung out. And since last year, both of them moved away. My youngest is is uh, studying molecular biology in Michigan, and Laura, my oldest sister, is teaching in Pennsylvania. So I see them maybe twice a year. And um, when they come back, it's just like we pick up where we left off. We do our, our family traditions and... Uh, stuff we do every year, so it was really relaxing. And this is really your good. first Christmas as a Funkel. As a Funkel, that's right. I got a niece, Arwen. She's she's wonderful. Uh, five months, probably the fattest baby. 
I've ever seen in my life. And she's <laughs> six months now. She's six months now. But she's 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 making her little talking noises. She's strong too. She can push herself up. Can't really stand, but it. She's a sober baby. Very difficult to get her to smile, but she's like she's happy. You could tell, but she's not like overly hyper and happy. It's very sober, and she always looks like a very disappointed Italian guy. <laughs> Just like you disappointed me, like it, it, that's her demeanor. It's yeah, kind of funny. I enjoy that while it lasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she starts walking, you can't keep up. I'm but so for now, we. Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing I will say to you guys, and this is you know, no secret to anybody, the Cubs really haven't put no presence underneath our trees. They haven't no. really done much of anything this off season. No. Well, the one thing they have been done though is gotten rid of all these star players that yeah. the rumors were circulating for the last couple of months about Bryant being gone, Contreras, Rizzo, maybe Baez, you know, right. and nobody, I think one of the things that's become evident is if they are dangling any players out and who knows what's really going on with all that stuff without, you know, having an insider talking to, to you or anything, but, um, they're asking way too much for for these guys, which is good. You don't want to just have them give away guys, but right. I don't know. There doesn't seem to be like a really good, solid strategy in place. Well, I mean, do you guys think they're still good enough with the team as is? No, to make no, it they to the haven't playoffs. done anything with the the, uh, the pen. pitching, the pitch, the bullpens. Yeah, brutal. Bull, it's it's abysmal. Uh, and, At least know. the Sox have made moves. Like the Cubs have done nothing. Dude, I mean, honestly, with the places they need, they, they don't even need to work on fielding and hitting. They're fine. It's the pitching that killed us last year. I mean, the starting pitching scares me the way it's set up right now, and the relief pitching really scares me. Yeah, there's just, I mean, yeah, we're we're here in January, and there's a lot of questions to be answered. And I mean, for the first time in a long time, you know, a Cubs are. A mess. They're a hot mess. They're in uh, disarray. I mean, that's what they clearly are. I mean, these, I mean, you know, Theo and Jed aren't dummies. Uh, they know what they need to do. But I think because of the luxury tax uh, restrictions and them wanting to get under it and them not being able to get under it yet because of Josh Donaldson not being moved and uh, the Chris Bryant uh, situation not being resolved as far as is he going to have one or two years left on his contract. Right. It's put everything on hold. But guess what's happened in the meantime? All the great free agents have been picked up. You know? Yeah, but yeah. they weren't going to be in on... Um I don't remember the Garrett Cole or you know yeah, Strasburg. They, they weren't going to be in on Cake those guys. Like, no way. You know, they, if you look at their staff, you know Lester's still going to be what he is. You know Hendricks is good. Mm-hmm. They got Quintana who's fine. And, Darvish uh, is okay. Darvish was I mean, really you're, good. You're, you're yeah. basically you're basically asking all these guys that have you know unbelievable years for this yeah. team to actually. I mean. To, to you know, look at. I mean, they haven't done anything to improve themselves you know, from last year. The only year. thing is, though, pitching is just so up and down and all over the place. Garrett Cole was on, if you recall, was on Pittsburgh three years ago, and he was very average. Right. And now all of a sudden, he's making whatever he made. He Crazy was still a strikeout money. king. He was, he's a strikeout know, king. Pitcher. He wasn't. He didn't win games. Yeah, well, Would, not against, I know it was. He was not against the Central, but, but he, he was still on a ninety-eight win. Pittsburgh team who had I'm just saying who's at Burdett there's no one in this room or anywhere else that's going to say three years ago this guy is going to break all the records would you say that about Lucas Giolito either it's like Uh, well seasons change players that's what I'm saying immensely like 180 
That's what, what happened I'm saying to Darvish. With Darvish too. It was his. It's pitchers. That, it's yeah. not hitters that are like that usually. Right. Occasionally, a guy figures it out after three or four years of hitting and fielding and whatnot. But pitching is finicky. Why do you think you know? that is? Why do you think pitchers change immensely? Is it their approach at the plate? Is it the coaching? What well, is there's it? a. I think injuries are way more of a, a huge factor with them. Even even when as guys little are, as starters pitch now. Well, even yeah, because I think they pitch through stuff that affects their arm and stuff. Why, why, how can a guy's fastball drop like four or five miles an hour in, you know, a week for no apparent reason? Well, something's wrong with their arm, right? right. Yeah. You don't throw 95 one day and then you're at 91 and you're getting clobbered all over the place. So I don't know. It's just it's tough to make an investment on somebody that's good. And then look around the league. Who are the guys on other teams that – we don't have Max Scherzer, you know, right. Strasburg. There might be five guys. Yeah. Other than that, it's like they're all the same. It's an average. It's the rotation. You want guys that are going to stay healthy, and you're going to want guys that get you innings. And you now, want a manager that can manage a bullpen. Well, and that's the bigger thing, I think, is they didn't do anything with their bullpen. None. And they haven't done Zero. with their bullpen. Still haven't. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is 2020, and I will say this. One thing I think we could all agree on is that the the fans, you know, the morale is is down, way down. I mean, uh, just go on Twitter, which is a negative place, anyways. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> you're not going to see too many pe- people and fans say anything good about this team right now, and it's proven, it's fact. Now, I have been going to the Cubs convention uh, ever since I can remember. Uh, maybe it was since seven or eight, uh, uh, the seventh or eighth one. Um, they can't even sell out the convention this year. Not only are there tickets available, there are hotel rooms available. And, you know, that, I think that just tells you something's up with the, uh, with the fans. They're, they're fan, the, fan, they're, the Cubs have given no reason for the fans to go out and pay the 100 and a quarter for the weekend pass. Yeah. Or if you're staying at the hotel, let's face it, it's the eight $900. It's you know? expensive. It's a nice hotel. But sold out every year. Yeah. This year, we're three weeks away, and there's tickets, plenty of tickets around. I, I think that says a lot. Um, you know, I, I was personally th- thinking about not renewing my tickets this year. You know, I have the sickness, so of course I did. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know. Now tell me, is that warranted? Though, is, is it simply because the, the fair weathers are dropping off, or is it people have a right to be upset about the way they feel about the Cubs. Well, I think, you know, and that, that's one thing I want to go into today. You know, on social media, you hear about the Rickets, the Rickets, the Rickets, the Rickets. It's all you hear is the Rickets, the Rickets, the Rickets. Now, you know, Ricketts, Tom Ricketts, yeah. you know, he made Club 400 what it is. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I also am pretty much biased toward him and I'm loyal to him as I possibly can be. But I think we all need to realize that, you know, when Ricketts... I remember actually calling Wrigley Field when I was a kid, yeah. and I was just felt like I won the lotto if I got to talk to a live person, you know? I mean, there, there, I mean they, you know, we go back to the, our old podcast with Bob Iback, yeah. how they used to get uh, faxes in for their right. season ticket renewals. Right. Uh, I mean, the Cubs, when the Tribune were running the Cubs, it was bare bones, you know? And now, they this is a real organization with many people in there to do their jobs. The question I'm wondering is, and we're going to expound on this today, do these people 
realize, you know, the Cubs' history and the past? Hmm. Are they thinking big picture? Or are they or are they are they thinking little picture? And I think some of the decisions that they've made lately. Uh, haven't been about the fans, you know, and has a diehard fan as possibly. I mean, I can't be any more diehard. And there's just a few things that I want to discuss that aren't being talked about on social media um, that cause me concern. I mean, I'm kind of worried that the Cubs, you know, have gone a little bit corporate. I mean, when I say that, they're forgetting about the, the, the fan, the actual Cub fan, and they're starting to uh, cater to the corporate companies and sponsors. That's what I'm, I am. I'm sorry, but I am worried about that a lot. And um, I'm going to give a few examples of that, some examples that no one's talked about, hmm. uh, one of them being um, the stadium club. Now, stadium club to most people is, you know, and no, no, not a, not a lot of people know what it is, but I'll give you a brief synopsis of what it was. In 1982, the Cubs opened up a private club located on the first baseline on the perimeter, on the outside perimeter of the field. And what this was 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 just a, a place uh, you had to buy a membership. And um, when the last year, I think it was about eight nine hundred dollars, and then you can get extra cards for a couple two three hundred dollars. But it was basically access to a private bar. Um, where you know you had to pay for all your food and drinks, but it was uh, it really turned out to be a lot of. Do- I mean, let's put it this way: before, when I talk about corporate, right? This was the corporate crowd. These were right. the fans that were not just. You had first of all, you had to be a season ticket holder to even be able to go up there. But then you had to pay the extra money on top. But um, you're talking about the diehards of the diehards, the Carol Haddens, the Dorothy Farrells, the Rogers and Shields. I mean, you're talking about the biggest fans that the Cubs have, people who are going to 50, 60 games a year, who have been in this club since 1982. And um, it's changed names. It was the United Club. It was the Audi Club. It was probably a couple things before that. I don't remember. But obviously, with all the renovations, um, you know, there was talks for two to three years, like, oh, we're going to lose the club. We're going to lose the club. We're going to lose the club. And um, basically, there was a lot of people that wanted to petition against losing this club. And... And there was some people that did, that got petitions, they made pins, they did whatever else. And, um, you know, at, at the end of the 2018 series, the renovations on the right field area began. We lost our club. We didn't know what was going to happen. I wish I printed it out. I meant to print it out. But we, all, everybody in the club um, received an email saying that basically it was a pardon our dust email we're going to bring back the stadium club in 2020. It's going to be bigger and better, and we appreciate you being f- fans of the Cubs. Now, this gave all the members, you know, made them happy because, okay, hmm. you know, obviously, the construction's being redone, whatever else. And uh, then, you know, has it closer to renewals this year? We weren't hearing anything. Uh, none of, no, no, you know, we have a Facebook page and, I'm telling you, there's a lot of family up there, not not like blood family, but there's family up there. And everybody wanted to know what the heck was going on. And the Cubs were real mum on it. Now, I will tell you this. If you look in the right field area this year, when you go down to right field and you look um, at the new Wrigley Field, you're going to see some big windows there. 
Now, that was rumored to be the new stadium club. That area is finished. It was finished. They, in fact, they had furniture in there. They removed the furniture, and I'm, I don't know what's going on, but basically... After receiving this email and giving us hope that the, the Stadium Club would be back, um, they uh, marketed the response basically right because they knew right when people when they sent out their invoices, people were going to ask about the Stadium Club because they promised it to us. So what they did is on a certain day, they had all the reps call the old members of the Audi Club and basically tell them, "Sorry, you're not getting your club this year." Uh, we don't have anything to tell you now, uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. So they, they, they went back on a promise, and, but here's the thing. They went back on a promise to some of the best fans hmm. of the – I mean, you're talking about fans yeah, that put the – 30, the, 40 years season ticket holders, it, not it, like yeah. guys that just signed up yesterday. Exactly. I mean, these are the diehards of the diehards. I mean, you want to call it the old corporate crowd? It really wasn't, but I mean, because you're not and talking this, about tons and tons of money. You no, know? and this is these are the people that would go and meet there before the game. Certainly, if there was any rain, you'd see everybody in there after the game. They'd be there. You right. know, if you wanted to have a sit-down meal instead of just a hot dog, you'd go in there. Stuff like that. So it was every single game. You could go there and see people that you knew, you've known for your, for in your case, your whole life. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. And then that staff, uh, Jimmy of, of the Stadium Club, they were shout uh, out to Jimmy. Yeah, shout out to Jimmy. They moved the staff to uh, the, the newer private clubs, which when I say that uh, the the newer corporate clubs, the 1914 Club, the W Club, the Catalina Club, and uh, Maker's Mark Club, uh, they all got split up, and they're all, all in there, and you know. You know how it is. Th th those clubs that exist today, the four clubs that exist, are mainly corporate companies who, um, you know, give their tickets away to their employees or they give them away to customers. I mean, let's face it, not a lot of people have $300 per ticket to go, you know, to just use to go to the game themselves. Uh, but, yeah, it was just, it was, you know, it was, it was kind of tacky the way did, they did it. Um, and, you know, you promise something to somebody. You have the space. And you took, and then you took it away at the very last minute. It, p it pissed off a lot of people, you know. And um, now, now I want to go back when you initially started this because you, you're warranted in being upset. They, if, if an organization like a baseball team, a baseball organization, baseball is is, is a pastime, which means there are 40, 50, 60 plus year fans that expect consistency. They expect the same thing or similar experience every or, single year. Unless or better. Or better. Or, <laughs> right. you know, like with the Cubs, it was better. Mm. But, like, they're used to kind of just showing up to Wrigley and enjoying themselves. But it's a different season. You said that they're giving into the, the corporate stooges or whatever that sponsor the Cubs now. And how? How have they given in? Oh, I mean, basically, I mean, the average person, you know, can't afford those clubs, you know. I mean, there's no one. I mean, and first of all, you mentioned a thousand dollars for the season for. Uh, well, that was just on top of your tickets. On top of your tickets, yeah. yeah. For that, some but of these that, new clubs, that included nothing. That included right. nothing for yeah. some of these new clubs, and it includes food and well, yeah. and, that, and your ticket and stuff. But it's a thousand dollars a game in some I mean, cases. So yeah, you know, it can go up to six, seven hundred dollars for the nineteen fourteen club, depending on the game. But I mean, the average fan cannot afford 
any one of those three clubs. The know? average fan probably doesn't care. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I, an average fan, Stu. I've never been a season ticket holder. I've gone to StubHub or asked people to give me tickets. Just like, well, we're talking about the next level fan, the fan the that goes to fan. 40, 50 okay. games a year. That makes you know? sense, then. That the, yeah, makes the sense. The 40, 50 a game year fans, you know, like myself, who go to, you know, to me, you and, know. And by the way, I just want to point out, think about that. 40 to 50 games a year. Of the games that you go to at whatever your tickets are yeah. for 40 or 50 years <laughs> in yeah. a lot of cases. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Thousands of A lot of, of money. Thousands of games. A lot of money that these people yeah. have invested, plus all the food, drinks, right. all of that. that they, you know, it's I mean, just, uh, the thing about it is, is at the end of the day, I understand the Cubs scenario, okay? But where they made a mistake, when I say this scenario is they have these four other clubs, you know, <laughs> that costs a lot of money. So you're going to let all these other play, all these other people have a, you know access to a, a club for much cheaper. I I get it, but you know what? The problem is that they 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 promised you know the fans a club and now they're not giving it out. So they, sh- they shouldn't they should have just ended it right there. Yeah. But they kind of screwed up by saying, oh you'll you'll have your club back in 2020. It ain't happening. I don't think yeah. it'll ever happen again. Speculation has to do with because they have the space. They could have opened it up this year. Is that they're waiting to see what happens with the future of the gambling and whatever else. But we're going to move on from the stadium club, but we're going to move on to another situation. Um, we're going to talk about the Randy Hunley Fantasy Camp, which is, is the 38th year and probably last year uh, of the camp, which uh, which really sucks, uh, obviously. And I, I've only gone once. This will be my second time. But when the email went out um, from Lori, who runs the camp, she basically, you know, that the Chicago Cubs have decided not to let Randy Hunley use the facilities anymore. Therefore, pretty much making this the last of the 38 years of the camp, which this camp this year, if you're going to be there, it's going to be amazing. Uh, I mean, it really will be amazing. This is I, I always said, like, I mean, maybe the 2017 camp after the World Series would have been awesome to be at. But I think this one's really going to be the one at to be at. But, you know, w- when I went to the camp the first year, there was, uh, you know, there's about 100 campers, but about 50 of those campers are, are like regulars that go every single year. And there's 50 new people like myself and two, a couple of years ago. But um, these uh, it's a it's another family of people. And it's just it's just like, you know, it's just like another example of. Obviously, the organization's changing. It's changing. I mean, I mean, that's this is probably a money thing. You know, this is I don't know the deal that Randy has with the Cubs and if they're paid any money to use this property, or whatever else. I don't, I don't get into that kind of stuff. But why else would they change anything? Yeah, I want to. When you're down there, because you, you know, obviously hang out with everybody that's involved with this. Anything you can do to have a, uh, it doesn't need to be on the record. You know, conversation about why. It's just because it's such a. It's such um, well, I, the, that thing the, is such a great PR thing, <laughs> right? The fantasy now, camp. Now, when, when I say the fantasy camp might end as we know it, the Randy Hunley fantasy camp might end as we know it, but maybe the Chicago Cubs fantasy camp. Well, might and that begin. could be, and then you'll never find out what the real yeah, deal right. is. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, does I, Randy I, I, have anything to say about it? Maybe oh, he's I like, mean, man, it's I'm not done. really being talked about too much because it's a, one of those subjects you don't want to broach, you know? Right. Sure. Uh, because it stings a little bit. And if you don't know, don't and, assume. And, and probably, you know, it probably wasn't, uh, you know, 
appro- approach to Randy the right way either, knowing how the Cubs are doing stuff. But, uh, I mean, they just took it away. Hey, you can't use it anymore. I mean, what do you mean you can't use it? We've been using it for 38 years, you know. Uh, That's how Randy responded? Well, no, I don't know how Randy no. responded, but, I mean. That's how they said it. Yeah, who That's knows? How they, yeah. yeah, who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be an end of an era there at Chicago. You know, this is the end of an era. It really is. You're talking about 38 years. Um no, no one does a camp like Randy Hunley does. And when I say that, I mean, most camps are, consist of two or three days, some only two. On it. But this is a week-long camp, 10 baseball games. I mean, you're like in a camp for a week. It's an awesome experience. And uh, it just sucks that uh, it's one of those things that it's, it's, it's going to disappear too. You know? you know, and we've had the pleasure of having Randy on the show a couple times and interviewing him and asking him questions about the camp. And my take on that is I don't care about the money, the potential profit, yeah. potential money you're leaving on the table. This guy created this, not mm-hmm. just here in Chicago, but all over mm-hmm. sports. Not just in baseball, but there's other camps that came from the Randy Hundley camp. He went almost to every single team, unrolled the same kind of thing. Mm. You let that guy run the camp till he doesn't want to anymore, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, I'm sure they could have worked something out, right? I mean, you would think. I mean, did they even try? I mean, that's the thing. We don't, I don't know, but I, See, I just know that this is most likely the last year. And if it's going to happen, it's going to be somewhere else. Not affiliated with the Cubs, so but it kind of takes away the uh, the luster of it, you know. Well, and and part of the problem with some of these things, there could be a very obvious business reason. Randy could be like, I'm, I don't want to do it anymore. Right. You know, we don't right. know any, any of the answers. But that's the problem with a lot of this stuff is they're not saying anything. Right, right. And they're not, they didn't say anything about the clubs. I mean, they're, they're not, not going to say, gonna say they're not going to say anything like this stuff that we're a couple of things we're talking about today are like behind the scenes stuff that's not going to get any pub or publicity. But you know what? What they're doing though, and is my point is like. What I'm worried about overall big picture is what I mentioned earlier. I believe that they're forgetting about the fan, the fan, man, the real fan, the one that goes out there. I mean, I'm not talking about this fan over here who goes to like five games a year. You know, I'm talking about like the guy who like this is his summer. This is he goes. Right. To 20, I mean, you don't have to go to 50. But let's say you go to 10 or 15. Right. It's a lot of money. Even, you know, even if you go to five, John, no joking, that's a big expense. And you know what? I mean, it is. I'm not questioning. That, it is. And know? I'm even considered. I, I know plenty of coaches. I know you do too. You know an insurmountable amount of Cubs fans, but there are people like me, or even less, who go to less games and find ways to enjoy themselves. Who've been going for years and have seen how the Cubs, as corporate as it appears to be, they have transformed that neighborhood. Right. They made it something that's more of an occasion around Wrigley. Yeah, the the parking can be a nightmare sometimes, but we find ways. You take the L, you go to uh, 3900 North Rockwell. Like, you find ways to enjoy yourself down there. And I, I found it way more than that crappy parking lot that used to be out there. I mean, it was cool to see the players leave. The, but The donut place? The donut place. Yeah, that's gone. The McDonald's that was across the street has gone, but now it's there's a new one or whatever. People will go down there and have these traditions, but there's new ones. They saved well, the, the neighborhood around Ripley. Yeah. There's another thing, too, along the lines of the fans and, you know, not, not being fan-centric, if you will. Yeah. What's going on with the new TV station? Have well, you heard, I mean, have you heard anything about what, that? Well, this is what I want to tell you guys. It comes okay? out in a month. Well, we, we've had <laughs> what f- fifty-five podcasts, right? right. 
and we interview mostly, you know, most of our uh, podcasts are based on interviews with people. If you haven't listened to them, if you haven't, what the hell are you doing? I mean, right. I guess, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it. It's on. 2020. Now's a good time but, to go back yeah, and you know, a, a couple of our questions, vision. a question, a couple of our questions that we always answer is, how'd you become a Cub fan? You know? Yeah. And what? Nine out of ten people say WGN. WGN. Yeah. Harry Carey. And how many people say night games? Right. I mean day games, day games because they came yeah. home from school right. and they were on TV. Right. I mean, this, you, those don't exist anymore. You, you know, know, you were talking about the parking and all that. You have a whole huge, huge section of Cub fans that are seniors. Yeah. They can't go. Right. You can't get off the train, you know, to your seats and stuff like that. I mean, you can, but, you know, I mean, it's these people rely on the TV and stuff. And that's true. It's coming. We don't know anything about it. I will tell you what I do know. February 22nd, it makes it's day. It's going to, let's go. You know, the lights will go on at the Marquee Network. They're going to opening up broadcasting a, their first spring training game for the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. And they plan to um, broadcast every, which is going to be cool for the fan, Cub fan. But right now, I mean, they're missing. Right now, I was talking to a good friend who's related in the industry, right? Yep. As of today, the Cubs have only 32% of the TV market covered. They're missing, obviously, the biggest one is Comcast. They yep. haven't got Comcast yet. And yep. that's a chunk right there. That's, that's huge. huge. They haven't got any Here. streaming company. I mean, there's st- still a lot of work for these guys to figure out I, before February I mean, 22nd. I'm panicking. I'm all, no. all streaming right now. I have no idea how I'm going to see it at this point. They have done nothing to let people know what's going on with it. I've we heard know zero. the name of it. That's it. Each I've seen a couple commercials. If you believe that a couple gonna, commercials. If you believe they're going to start on the first day of spring training and they're going to be like 24-hour programming and all this and that right out of the gate, you're fooling yourself. Well, it's, it's a, it will be 24. See, I mean, that's not going to be good a, programming. It, It'll be 24-hour programming. See, this is all because they have no choice. Strategy. It's a strategy. How? They're, they're, it's a strategy. Let me tell you how. They're playing hardball with these providers. You know. Yeah. They're trying to make it, and you know what? They got nothing to hold. Yeah, they're, they're playing hardball without the ball. They don't have anything. They have nothing. They, they <laughs> so didn't start well when they partnered the, with. The, the with, longer with, the Cubs drag this on, with uh, you know, the, the more pissed off the customers are going to get. And they're waiting for when the pressure really hits. It'll all get worked out. I guarantee you that by the time you know opening day hits, uh, you're going to be able to watch a Cub game. You're going to obviously pay but, for it. You okay, but four fi- you, have, you also have to have a cable service provider. I didn't have cable until last year. Literally, I had 11 channels, and anytime they were on GN or ABC7, I could watch them. Otherwise, I was in the dark, and I would listen to Pat Well, and there's, there's got to be an internet streaming app. Oh, well, sure, but again, it costs money. Right. Every game, and it's not going to be cheap. It's not going to be like an and initial here's six the thing. bucks a month. There's also yeah. going to be more than, than games on this network, right? It'll be Cubs-based programming, and I saw some of the examples. Yeah. It's, yeah. What it's, are they? Why aren't it's they a, advertising it's a glorif- that now? What, what I see is it's a glorified YouTube channel. What if Danny Rocket is on there? Let's advertise yeah, right. that now. Great! But, I mean, it was a one-year thing with the NBC Sports Dude, Chicago, right? Was that the whole situation? I'm just telling you, it's J- January 5th. Right. And 62% of... Chicago or the Cubs audience cannot view the game. Yeah. We got no free agents. Right. We can't make a trade. With, I mean, what the? This is a mess, man. I'm going now there, crazy. No, there's an article. No wonder why haven't, we haven't done any podcasts. Yeah. This has been depressing article, as hell, dude. Article on Bleacher. No wonder Report, you're getting right? so skinny. I mean, yeah. the stress <laughs> of this whole offseason is killing you. Man. Here, here, ready? Here's a. Did you see his headline? Uh, well, the Cubs kick Chris Bryant decision to the trade deadline. He's not getting traded. Or should they? 
Not getting traded. If oh. he was going to get traded, it would have been a couple weeks cup ago. for life. I don't know KB, about that for no. sure. The whole, not with Boris as an age. He's not going to be a cup for life. The, the whole no third base hot stove is, like Stu mentioned, as soon as... And the, then there were talks about the Arenado. Arenado. Well, as soon as Josh Donaldson falls, there's yeah. four teams that need third base and bad. Yeah. So whenever he yeah. signs with somebody, then... Like, you mean, at KB, KB at Coors... People oh my goodness! Start talking about him a lot. You yeah. do forty plus a year. Yeah, but why would you get rid of Arenado to get KB? He's way better. He's way better. Way better but than Chris. Let's Martin. not mention that to them. But like they are saying, they're talking about trading him for expenditure. But the, I mean, KB is not going to be any cheaper. I don't know. They pick the whole up. expenditure thing cracks me up too. I know. It's a big deal. We should get it. We need to get a capologist on at some point because I know that I've been reading. Like I don't understand what the, they print money over there. So I don't. I mean, I know there's a luxury tax, but like, is yeah, that a, is that really it. a big deal? Well, the I heard that it's so. not Dodgers didn't after think so. one year, but it is after two years. Right. Yeah. Actually, the Yankees did they the graduate. same thing. They graduate. Yeah, two years ago. Cubs want to reset basically. And that they need to go underneath the salary cap to reset. Yeah, mm. but it, you got to do it. And maybe they have one. I'm still like I'm totally still in with Theo, but I'm hoping well, speak, that they have. A pl- that, here's another. I'm thing hoping too. they have a plan. I, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but like you hear on the sports radio, Ricketts, 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 not spending money, Ricketts, spending money, dude. The real pr- and I, I got in the we I actually we saw Johnny Vincent down uh, down in Chicago and I went with Crawley. And I asked Crowley, I said, Crowley, man, I don't get it. Like, why are the, I mean, I get it to a point, but why aren't we focusing more on the fact that, you know, Theo and Jed really screwed up? I mean, they spent a lot of bad money. They made a lot of bad deals. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- they're the reason why we're at this point right now. Mm-hmm. I mean. Chatwood. I mean. Morrow. I mean, it's not like Ricketts isn't spending money. It's, if you say Ricketts ain't spending money, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. They had the third highest payroll. They're spending money. Okay, and again, I know all we care about is the Cubs, and I totally agree with that, but look at every other team. The Yankees spend terrible money every mm-hmm. single year. Giancarlo Stanton, horrible mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. The guy never plays. Half, plays. half the time. When he plays, he's great, but, you know, when he does, or he's a good hitter. He's a good hitter. I'm he's like, a good hitter. Ah, okay. He's actually not even a good hitter. He's a good power hitter. Yeah. You know. Like Brady Anderson, wasn't he signed to a Yeah. 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 <laughs> He had 50 homers, didn't he, on steroids? He, but he, I think he, his contract was for 170 for eight, and they're right. still in that contract. Right. right. Bobby Bonilla. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's Bobby Bonilla day. So, um, the Mets. Moving on to uh, a topic uh, I don't even know if you guys know about. Uh, shout out to the boys over there at Ivy Envy, uh, Kurt, Corey, and Andy. Who have been the longest running podcast? Um, I think they've been doing it since 2011 or 12. I could be wrong. Okay. And they're up to about 570 episodes, and they announced this is going to be their last year of podcasting. So, wow. really, uh, those guys are great guys, uh, and you know. I said they're like the godfathers of the Cubs podcasting. They're they're around before I didn't like I said before I even knew what podcasting was. So, uh, yeah, they're just moving on, but they've done a great job and looking forward to their uh, you know final year this year and hopefully it will be a good one. Mm-hmm. Do but, crossover. I like to, I want to talk with those guys. They're yeah, awesome. no, we'll have to do that for sure. We'll get those guys on. Um, and just before we go, I wanted to talk to you about a few things we got going on now. Uh, we're pulling, me and Eric are pulling a Smokey and the Bandit move, man, and I'm excited about it. 
So uh, Crystal Lake Brewery has agreed to make a winter batch of Club 400 lager. Uh, we're going to uh, can that, and we are driving down 50 S- cases of smuggling. beer. Smuggling that to Arizona. And now you've told everybody. Smoking so the I'm going to drive the Trans Am. Eric's going to drive the semi, dude, and we're going to go across country to All Arizona. police officers listening, I've got a GPS tracker <laughs> on their truck. And if they, pull, one if they pull us over, I'll give them a couple cases, and we'll be on our way. Good. Very little way. But uh, no, uh, we're bringing it down there. Uh, we're going to put uh, Club 400 is sponsoring the Randy Henley camp as far as the beer is. So we're going to put some beer out there for them. Nice. And then William made yes. a move, John. I don't even know if you know this. Me and William Probably got not. together before Christmas. We had how many cocktails, William? Just a couple. Maybe like yeah. So enough. When William starts booking a flight, you know, at a bar, three sheets to the wind, <laughs> three months this in is- advance. <laughs> You know, but we are going down Club 400. Club 400 Lager will be down in Mesa, Arizona, February 27th to March 2nd. We'll be there that entire weekend. It's going to be a great weekend. I know a lot of people are going down there, including the Heckler. Man, the Heckler group is going to be down there the same week. Uh, good old Brad. Uh, me and Brad are working on an event. Uh, I'm hoping to have information for you soon. I believe it's that Thursday night, the first uh, night. We're planning on maybe getting together and throw a, a Heckler Club for 100 party down there, down in Scottsdale, for some charity. So we're working on that right now. And there's a lot of good things going on. Um, Do you Are you aware that we were asked to co-host something at the convention? No. Yeah, we were. Was it no Danny Rock, Danny Rockets? We've got to talk about that. That's where I was going. Yeah, next. I See, said that yes. Was a setup. I said yes. We do it. Oh well, they invited us over Facebook. Or are we not? No, I was. I, I was going to get back to Danny on Monday, but uh, but the, no. All right, we'll get back to Monday, Danny. <laughs> Danny. Um, well, th- we need to talk about this. This is big. Uh, his event coming up the Saturday of the Cubs convention. Uh, it's called the Unconvention Convention. Uh, which is what he basically did is he put it together for all the people who couldn't afford the Cubs convention. And, um, you know, I think this is his fourth or fifth year. It's a great time. Um, it'll be that Saturday night at 630 over there at the G-Man Tavern. G-Man. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Danny knows how to throw a party. Mm-hmm. So. He asked us over our Facebook page if oh. we'd co-host with him. I didn't. No, yeah, they actually I said a yeah. po- live podcast. I didn't said yes or no. You <laughs> click on the button. I said yes. <laughs> but uh, I figured we'd be there. Why not? It's going to be. Uh, wait, I know. We'll, we'll, do, we'll probably do it. I just I got Stony coming down, and I wanted to make sure Stone knew I was going to oh, okay. commit All to right. it. You know, that was right. I didn't commit to it. But uh, no, so come on out Saturday night six thirty. If you do not go to the Cubs convention, and um, Come on out to G-Man Tavern. G-Man Tavern, yeah. And uh, the Carrie Wood Foundation event, too, uh, will be Friday night of the convention, and that's at 9 o'clock. And Carrie Wood uh, Club for 100 you know, is going to be a part of that event, along with uh, our buddy Bill Watts. So he'll be there, too. And that's one of my highlights of my years going to that Carrie Wood event. I always have a great time, and uh, the cause is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, Carrie Wood, he's one of my guys. So uh, uh, that'll be fun. If you haven't got tickets, you can go to their website. And uh, I think they're $250 for a regular ticket, $350 for the VIP. Well worth it. Money goes to a great cause. Man, uh, did I just bitch the whole time or what? No. No, no, no you're you positive. You griped. Okay. You, you have the right. It's like yeah, a, a it's lamenting. 
You're complaining and rightfully there's, there's, so. There's different. It's there's less of stew to complain now. So <laughs> he needed to get it out, man. It was a long holiday oh, season geez. and a very quiet one. You're breathing on the again. That's good. It's called passion, man. This is like yeah. therapy. If you, if you don't have passion for something, you know, right. most people wouldn't even care about half this crap. We're we're getting into the deep diehard Cub fan stuff here, but uh. No, just well, I think you're right, though, in general, big high-level picture. Hmm. People are not overwhelmed this offseason. They're pretty frustrated with the lack of movement, the lack of we're not moving because here's the plan. You know, we're not hearing much of anything. Right. Um, every, there's new manager in town who, you know, jury's still out on. We haven't actually heard much from him. New TV station, we don't know about that. You know, there's just a lot of unknowns. And the, but the one thing, again, we got to keep in mind. It's hard to believe it'll be four years, but it's only been four years, you know, as of this year that we four, four years ago that we won the World Series. Well, how three, many teams, three years? We're talking months. Yeah, it was and how November. many? Yeah, and how many? <laughs> how many teams and organizations can say that? Probably two other ones. Two other ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. That's it. And one it's of them not easy. hate with a passion. Obviously, it's like. Obviously, it's not easy. It's 108 years. Yeah. And you talked about some of those moves that they made that were bad deals. Well, yeah, like Jason Hayward comes to mind. That's a bad financial deal. Yeah. But he was pivotal in helping win that World Series. So yeah. it's like, you know, what do you do? Yeah. So anyway. I mean, if, if I had one wish, I um, would get rid of Jason Hayward. I just think he clogs up the outfield. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. The Cubs got about another month to figure it out. And I'll tell you one thing. The only thing really known in 2020 is uh, the Club 400 podcast is going to be awesome. Coming to Club 400 is going to be even better. And there's one thing I'll tell you. We won't let you down in 2020. Okay, guys? So uh, thanks for joining us today. It's great to see uh, my guys, Johnny. Bill, God, Bill, you're looking good too. You're losing some weight. Uh, not, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working so, to try uh, to catch you. Thanks for Bye. listening, guys, and we will talk to you soon. And let's all have a healthy, happy New Year. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's pounding, watch your bandit run. Keep your foot hard on the pedal. Some never mind them breaks. Let it all hang out cause we gotta run to make. The boys are thirsty in Atlanta and there's beer in Texarkana.